G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's take a little time to talk sexual exploitation and even slavery. There is an International Women's Day event that's coming up in the New South Wales Parliament in just a few weeks, which will launch an end-demand workshop and curriculum for men as a solution to curbing demand in sexual exploitation both here and overseas. When dealing with the demand issues, the message needs to get through to men. Andrea Takaji is a human rights consultant and founder of the Fighting for Justice Foundation. Andrea is back with us today. Hello, Andrea. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks for having me, Neil. Andrea, women are speaking more and more up about sexual exploitation. This is a movement that has real momentum at this present time. Yes, the uh, Me Too campaign has been an interesting uh, addition to the public conversation around uh, sexual abuse and trauma that women do experience. So according to the World Health Organization, one in three women have been sexually abused and assaulted. And of course, domestic violence uh, statistics are very similar in Australia and beyond. So... It is a good thing, a positive thing, that the community is speaking more about uh, these traumas. But I think that we need to be solution-focused. So there have been uh, problems with things like the Me Too campaign in drawing away from uh, principles such as due process and uh, presumption of innocence and then allowing the victim to tell their whole story. Uh, But all in all, It's a positive thing that we're talking more about it in public. And, of course, we need to be more solution-focused in this space. Andrea, let's talk uh, nitty-gritty reality here because the majority of the world's slaves are women and children. And uh, reality here, again, mostly in brothels across the world. And you're including Australia in that. How significant is this issue of women and children in slavery, in brothels, and even with a focus here on our own nation? Yes, look, I see it all the time uh, through the work of wonderful NGOs in Australia and in my research as well. And the problem really is uh, non-identification of these victims. So we actually don't know the extent of the problem in Australia. The Global Slavery Index... Uh, has stated that they have identified 7,000 slaves in Australia, but it, that is well below the actual figures, given that victims, first of all, don't self-identify as victims themselves. Secondly, they're too afraid to report to uh, legal authorities. And thirdly, they their matters are often sensitive and not uh, subject to public uh, conversation. So there are so many factors in that. And of course, um, law enforcement, those organisations on the ground working who, who may come across the victims 
are the frontline staff that need to be trained and ensure that they know how to identify a victim of trafficking and what to do about it. And there have been challenges uh, there for Australian police for several reasons. But we're seeing a shift in that, given Australia's uh, goodwill to implement the Modern Slavery Act. So this is legislation that's um, currently in the UK and Australia's considering implementing later this year. And when we talk numbers in Australia, as you say, a little uncertain and really in comparison, if we're contrasting to some nations around the world, our number's fairly small because your work goes beyond our shores. Your work is international as well. And so if we take, for example, India, uh, where the figures appear to be that men are buying up to 4 million women and girls every day paying for sex... Uh, mm. This is super significant, isn't it? Uh, that yes, somehow, yes. rather, the message has to get through to men and to legislators. Absolutely, Neil. And part of the problem still exists with Australia. Australia is a demand nation, uh, does perpetrate these crimes internationally. So we do have Australian uh, male sex tourists who go overseas and uh, engage in not only uh, buying sex from women, but in sexually abusing children. So this is a reality that we need to be uh, cognizant of and real with when our legislators are writing new laws such as the Modern Slavery Act. When we identify slavery as an issue, we need to identify it not only in our raw material supply chains, but in the service supply chains of brothels, and identify our nation as contributing to that demand. So it is um, a very confronting conversation, but I think it's a healthy one. You know, nothing changes if nothing changes. If we're not going to be honest about the problem, we can't actually be honest about the solution. So we're really excited about this event coming up. Uh, We have the support of the Honourable Paul Green, who's running the event on our behalf and speaking at the event and he will be speaking into New South Wales Parliament's modern slavery bill but also uh, Fighting for Justice Foundation will be uh, talking about ending demand through shifting that uh, male behaviour in Australia. Now you're talking about this event coming up in New South Wales uh, also mindful that there is a election coming up in South Australia just two or three weeks away and there's been a push there for the Nordic model to be applied Mm. in South Australia. Uh, When you're talking about solutions, this is one of those that you're an advocate for. Uh, How do you think the South Australian election campaign uh, is perhaps even treating the idea of discussing uh, issues to do with prostitution law? There's real contention in the jurisdiction of South Australia at the moment in relation to this issue. So, yes, uh, elections are coming up, but unfortunately there has been a huge push to decriminalise prostitution in South Australia. So uh, the the sex worker lobby group has been uh, extremely vocal in this space and, uh, from my opinion, they don't consider all the factors. So, for example, their position is that no slavery or trafficking has ever taken place in any brothel in Australia. So I just challenge that view and I just challenge them to also uh, be more uh, 
victim-centred in their approach to legislative reform because laws are created to ensure that, um, you know, there are boundaries in society. They basically help us understand how the common standard is how to behave with one another in business, in, in a social and family settings. So, for example, family law, corporate law and the like. Andrea, just reinforcing something here for a moment. When you talk about the South Australian situation and their election coming up, uh, you're saying there's a really strong push now for deregulation. Deregulation typically leads to an increase in prostitution. Uh, So therefore, the likelihood is sexual exploitation is on the increase for South Australia unless... Someone steps up to the plate and says, enough is enough, we need to regulate this industry and introduce a different sort of a model, otherwise uh, there'll be more of the same. Yes, that's right. So there has been an increase in trafficking in Australia currently in the lead up to the Commonwealth Games. And we know that from, you know, intel we have from uh, various sources, but uh, there are fluctuating uh, circumstances within the industry that uh, enable that. But as a whole, we know that exploitation and sexual servitude globally is a growing international crime because it does make a lot of money for the criminals and it victimises the most vulnerable. So there's been a global growth, but of course, when we legalise an industry that perpetuates this gender-based sexual violence, it also increases the likelihood and chance of those victims being uh, trafficked and exploited into the jurisdiction where there's legalisation or decriminalisation. So, yes, South Australian jurisdiction is of concern and we all need to speak directly to our members on this issue because these crimes and these violence, sexual violence, has a uh, effect in our community. It doesn't just occur in the industry. It has a roll-on effect into our community. Andrea, the program that you're launching and the curriculum for men, and it does sound, oh, men are being singled out, but as we mentioned, the majority of this exploitation is by perpetrators who are men. The sorts of curriculum that you'll be launching, is this the sort of thing you would like to run in local churches, in communities? How, does, how do people actually get to, to introduce this curriculum into their community? Yes, absolutely. So schools, uh, youth groups, churches, uh, community halls are perfect examples of where this curriculum would be perfect. It is a workshop-style seminar, so we explore things like addiction to pornography and uh, understanding uh, the prevalence of gender-based violence and human trafficking and how demand contributes to that. But it focuses on men being the solution to this problem in our community. And we all know that men love a challenge. (laughs) And this is our challenge to them, to be part of the solution, to be uh, men that make healthy choices for themselves, for others, and of course, healthy choices in relationships. So that'll be a huge focus uh, in these workshops and anyone and everyone is invited in terms of, uh, you know, age and and, uh, demographic and uh, background. So it is uh, there to empower men to uh, 
be informed and aware, but also to make those healthy choices. So looking forward then to International Women's Day and on the 22nd of March, there's a breakfast. It's on at the New South Wales Parliament. One of those websites you should look at is endthedemand.com. That's endthedemand.com. And no doubt there'll be a link to on Andrea's website, fightingforjusticefoundation.com. Andrea Takaji, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and uh, tell us about the event that's coming up in New South Wales. Thanks for your time, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.